You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. 25 minutes past the hour. It's Real Presence Live here on the RPR Network. I'm Matt Wilkham, joined by my co-host, Father Tim Buren. We're at Father Buren's parish here in St. Charles, Minnesota. It's St. Charles Borromeo Parish, uh, coincidentally, or perhaps not coincidentally. Uh, and uh, we are going to be talking with a couple of folks here who have authored a book that is really uh, phenomenal. And it's something that uh, I think is so needed in, in our culture today where we have gone away from uh, being trained up in the virtues and uh, our culture seems to want to, at every turn, tell us to just gratify ourselves, to do whatever we can to feel good, uh, to get pleasure, uh, to get power, um, those sorts of things. But as Christians, we know the solution to the, the hole in our heart that still remains, even after we try to obtain all of those things, and it is by obtaining the, the virtues. And uh, we have Tom Peterson and Dr. Ryan Hanning on the line, authors of The Willpower Advantage, Building Habits for Lasting Happiness. And good morning, Tom and Dr. Ryan. Welcome to Real Presence Live. Thank you, Matt and Father Tim. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Let's start off with a very simple question. Are, are the virtues really the secret to living a happy life? And you, you, you two can uh, decide which of you will uh, answer these. Tom, I'll let you take that one. <laughs> you want me to take Okay. Um, you know, Jesus taught us with the Beatitudes, the, the true path to happiness. Because people, you know, we're, whether it's back then or now, we're all kind of looking for the answer on, how do I find happiness? I've got stuff, but I'm still not happy. And when we live according to God's will, and that is a life of virtue versus vice, we finally find that freedom that only comes from God. When we surrender to his will, instead of trying to do it our way, we find the true freedom. And the willpower advantage was written for everybody, secular people, uh, non-Catholic Christians, and devout Catholics, in a way that everyone on their journey can find the path that's unique for them. Maybe you can speak a little bit, too, uh, to your own experiences in the search for happiness and how that has formed you such that you now can come out with this this wonderful book about the virtues. See, I joke that uh, when Tom and I were writing the book, we, we, we found out that 100% of people have determined they're not as happy as they want to be. Right? <laughs> <laughs> the reality is the human condition is such that you know, we're made, as you mentioned, we're made with a, a hole for God in our heart, right? St. Augustine famously says God created us for himself and our hearts are restless until they rest in him. And so the, the reality is I think we're all, Tom, we're all looking for it. And I, I think so much of our own journey as, as, as men, as husbands, as fathers, uh, I'm just a grandfather, uh, again, uh, just recently, uh, praise God, you know, and, and we're all searching for this. So a lot of what the Willpower Advantage offers are, is our own really journey of self-discovery, that God wants us to be happy. God is rooting for us, and God has given us a plan and, and really the ability to align our will with His will for our lives. And as we know, when we do that, our life not only becomes, you know, much more meaningful, but we also then overcome those vices that rob us of our peace and steal our joy. Absolutely. Um, 
And how did you come to the conclusion that virtue is the key to lasting happiness? Well, it's, it's, uh, it's throughout Scripture, isn't it? It's the Catechism of the Catholic Church. But I'll, I'll tell you this. I don't want your listeners to think this book is very, very heady. I mean, Dr. Hanning has put some good meat in there for those who are well along on their journey. But I'm, I'm an advertising guy. I came from the secular world, so I, I kind of put stories in there and put a lot of common sense. And I'll tell you, the answer to your question, Father, is I came out of confession one day, and I heard the priest in absolution say, go and sin no more. And I said, how am I supposed to do that? I drive in Atlanta traffic, and it drives me crazy. And I, I think everyone's, you know, wanting to get rid of those habits that make us sound like a broken record in confession, that make us feel bad when we act out on our impulses and our temperaments over and over again. We just don't know how to. So this book is really a hand up out of that hole to say there is a way to find a life of virtue and true happiness. And that's merely surrendering and living in God's will, doing it like Jesus exemplified for us. Now, you uh, point out in the book that, first of all, in order to do this, you've got to recognize that there's a battle raging on around you and within you. Uh, the importance of, of knowing the battle, knowing yourself as well. Can you speak to that a little bit? You know, we, we wanted to start with the reality that there is a God and it's not, it's not me, right? It's not you. <laughs> there's a God who, who's bigger than all of us, and, and God wants to be in relationship with us. But the truth is there is a battle, and we've all experienced this both in the very practical way, the battle for, uh, to, to align our will with God, the battle to do those things that we want to do to become the person that we're called to be, but also the very real spiritual battle that overlays all that, the very battle for our soul, the battle between good and evil. And so we, we start there because I think you know, the reality is that to enter into the battle well, and we describe this in the book, you can, you can either run in unequipped, you can run away from, or you can prepare yourself to enter into the battle well-equipped with, with the virtues and also the grace that you need to, to, to conquer through the power of Christ. And so to, to know there's a battle is, is one aspect, but then to be willing to equip yourself and prepare to enter in. We quote the, uh, the great coach, Bear Bryant, who said, you know, everyone has the will to win. That's not enough, right? It's the will to prepare to win. And so much of understanding what the battle is is being able to then prepare to enter into it well and equip with the virtues necessary, as St. Paul tells us in Ephesians 6, right, to prepare ourselves with, with that, the helmet of righteousness, the shield of faith, that, to enter into that battle ready uh, to engage the enemy with God's help. And I think that's the real key. It's not just knowing there's a battle, but knowing then what are we called to do about it. And why, is, why does God care about our character, about, about how we're trained for, to do um, works of endurance um, and that, that produces character, as St. Paul says in Romans 5? What... Uh, what what, what does he care about that? And what, what kind of fruit does that end up producing? God created us in his image, image and likeness. And I think Archbishop Fulton Sheen said it so well that young children are very close to the source. So they have an innocence that's much like God. But as we get older, we get those barnacles on us like a ship at sea. Those things that stain us and wound us and, uh, you know, scabs of sin. And... We're not sure how to get that cleaned off, so we need a car wash for our soul. And that car wash is, is the grace that comes from the confessional. It's the grace that comes from leading a sacramental life. And it's 
it's based on character or our temperament in knowing how to not be different than who God has created us to be, but to live according to our temperament. So, for example, I'm a type A, highly wired individual, as you can well tell. Uh, I'm from the Midwest originally, named Peterson, part Danish, part Polish, so I fit in with your audience profile very well and feel right at home. And there comes some benefits with that. But with my temperament comes some dangers, some things I have to look out for. Because while I'm quick to act and I'm a, uh, a very well-disciplined business person with uh, uh, attention to detail, some of those things can actually, uh, like a double-edged sword, be used by the devil to trip me up and wound others. So that's how when we submit our character to God and say, Lord, I want to look and be and act and think and do like you, based on the temperament you've given me, that's the perfect combination. You know, I think just add, you know, mm-hmm. the temperament is that raw sort of material, right? It's the way God made us, our innate disposition, our, our natural biology. And then the character is the way we participate with it. And, and, and our temperament plus our character is what leads to our personality. And the Lord, you know, gives us like, it's not a free will to choose and participate. And so we, we build upon um, that, that natural disposition, our temperament, and the way God has created us, and we, we participate with that to a certain extent, with God's grace and by developing character of the virtues, so that we can become the person God's created us to be. And God doesn't see us as a problem to be overcome as much as He sees us as a beloved son and daughter that He's calling to become the person that He's created to be. Yeah, we're speaking this morning with Tom Peterson and Dr. Ryan Henning, authors of The Willpower Advantage, Building Habits for Lasting Happiness. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Matt Wilkham along with Father Tim Buren. And uh, I, I think uh, it's so important. You, you highlighted, um, I think it was Tom, something about how you can, we can accidentally wound other people by uh, the expectations that we place upon them that, uh, or upon God, that are not entirely reasonable. And I love the story here that you recount here uh, about the man who was shipwrecked on a desert, on a deserted, uncharted island. He did, he did what he could to uh, protect himself, built a little shelter, and all of a sudden one day a uh, lightning strike comes and just destroys his shelter. And he yells at God, how could you have... How could you let this happen to me? Now I've lost everything. After he calmed down, he realized that he needed God more than ever. And then hours later, lo and behold, the ship comes by and rescues him. And, uh, and he asks those on the ship, how do you know I was here? And the captain replied, we saw your smoke signal. And so uh, oftentimes we don't realize that when God allows certain things to happen in our lives, uh, in order to uh, produce character that it's, we don't often realize that it's, it's, it's actually for our own good. Is that right? Yeah, it's not only for our own good, but it's, it's our humanity that doesn't realize that it's darkest before the dawn. Mm. God never stops pursuing us. He never stops taking what's bad and turning it into good. Many of your listeners, if they're like us right now, are kind of twisted. We're worried about the future. Not sure how things are going to shake out in this world and in our church with all the confusion and all the challenges. And we have to rely on knowing that God is a loving Father. And Scripture tells us what good father would give their son a snake when he asks for a loaf of bread. We need to keep knocking on the door with 
trusting faith that God loves us, He wants the best for us, and He wants to shower us with protection and goodness. You know, if you've ever watched my television show on EWTN called Catholics Come Home on Sunday and Monday night, you see guests that have been far away from God. Maybe they were not Catholic, maybe they left the church, maybe they were atheists to begin with. And when you see that hope that comes only from God and that transformational story and you hear it, you see all they want to do now is evangelize because they're a new creation in Christ. They God, they gave God the chance and he transformed them. That's what the Willpower Advantage book is about. No matter where you are on your journey, in the beginning, middle, or quite accomplished, it helps you to surrender more to God and allow Him to do what's necessary in your life to find that true and lasting happiness. Now, you guys talk about also the balance between prayer and action. Uh, when people think about the virtues, I think maybe they can be tempted to think, well, it's all up to me. All I have to do is to make a conscious decision to act out these virtues and I'll be happy. Is this what this book is about, or is there more, more here? It's a little more nuanced than that, right? Because the reality is that life and discipleship is meant to be one of constantly reaching back to a God who's reaching out to us. It's about cooperation. A grace builds upon nature. And so we would never present the virtue as sort of a, a self-healthy gimmick in which, you know, somehow you on your own can, can do everything you need. No, we totally depend on God. But God is a goodness, you know, I, I don't know about you or your listeners, but when I pray for patience, God has the power to infuse me with patience, but he doesn't. Rather, he puts me in the longest line at the grocery store or in the slowest lane of traffic. Right? He, he, he allows us to participate uh, in becoming and growing those spiritual muscles, the virtues that help us become the, the person he's created us to be and, and helps us to really find that lasting happiness in him. So really this participative ethic, right, this actually entering in, reaching back, building upon our temperament, and, and growing in these, these habits that, that we need, really, that the world desperately needs, to become the men and women that our families need, our, our community needs, our, our church needs, especially now. You know, we, we wrote this book and finished it before the pandemic. We, we wrote it and finished it before a tumultuous election season. And we really feel like, wow, for such a time as this, right? Like God's timing is perfect. Because we both feel now more than ever, we, we wrote this book for ourselves, because we need to hear... This incredible good news that God loves us just the way we are, yet way too much to leave us that way. So he's calling us to conversion, but he's allowing us to participate in it in a meaningful way as we really discover our mission in life and become the person God has destined us to be, which is not passive at all, which is really active, but totally depends on God's grace and his goodness. Can I add a practical mm -hmm. comment to that? Sure. When Ryan talked about praying for patience, boy, I'm, I, you know, my picture is next to that uh, need uh, in the virtue column. And, you know, if, if any of your listeners are like me and you get twisted when you are in the longest line and you've got a million things to do or, or traffic is backed up and you're late for your doctor's appointment, isn't it cool how when you do surrender to God and you do try to work on those things, either during Lent, or maybe as a, a gift to God at Advent to say, Lord, I'm going to be more patient and stop doing that. Isn't it cool when we literally chuckle and laugh when we see that long line, instead of cursing or, or being all bent out of shape? And it's really God's grace in us that causes us to laugh. He's showing us that he's literally transforming our heart and bringing us joy even during the dark times. And that's what it's about, finding those times where God's joy can come to the surface rather than our lowest human nature. 
I, I definitely, for my part at least, notice that when I'm praying more, I don't have nearly as much road rage when I'm out there on the highway. Uh, and I am more patient and understanding with those around me who, who do seem to be in such a hurry. Um, we're speaking with Tom Peterson and Dr. Ryan Hanning, authors of The Willpower Advantage, Building Habits for Lasting Happiness. It has just come out from Ignatius Press. And uh, you talk about the different temperance, uh, temper, temperaments, the temperaments that have, uh, I think there are four of them. Can you maybe give us a thumbnail sketch of each of these temperaments and how that plays into how each of us can expect to um, practice virtue in our everyday lives? Yeah, it's, it's actually real simple. We build off the classical temperament that we find in Western civilization, and people are typically motivated by either action, which is considered the choleric temperament, motivated by people and relationships, uh, the sanguine temperament, motivated by you know harmony or order or peace, the phlegmatic temperament, and motivated by ideas, the typically melancholic temperament. And these are just natural, you know, natural tendencies or natural sensation. It's a, it's a part of our biology. But knowing that and knowing our, our temperament then gives us understanding of particular strengths that come with that and the particular weaknesses. And then helping those strengths actually become virtues by growing them and then preventing those weaknesses from becoming vice. And so, you know, we take the classical philosophical approach, but we, we dot it very, you know, uh, throughout the book with lots of practical advice and really lots of, hopefully, insight. We provide what's called a spiritual audit, which introduces the, the readers to these four temperaments, help them understand a little bit more about themselves, and then to focus on those strengths they, they need to build upon into virtue and those vices they need to overcome by, by developing those good habits that prevent them from falling into those particular vices. And St. Augustine said it so well when he summed all of what Dr. Hanning's talking about into one simple sentence. And his quote was, Know thyself and thy faults, and thus live. Know thyself and thy faults, and thus live. That's yeah, great. I'll add real quick, too. Uh-huh. It was so much fun writing the book with Tom, such a dear friend, and in many ways a mentor uh, in the faith to me as well. Because you know, we have these long conversations, and, and I get, you know, having taught graduate, undergraduate philosophy and theology, you know, these, these things don't have to remain in the abstract. They're really practical. I mean, they, they come down to our daily choices, how it impacts. So the joke was, you know, uh, as I wrote the theology, you know, uh, Tom would blue collarize it and make sure that, that every person could understand it. And the, and the truth is, is that this is not difficult to understand. It's, it's, it's really approachable, and it resonates with the human heart. And so the willpower advantage is trying to, to bring these truths from philosophy, really, so they can be applied in, in everyday life in practical and meaningful ways. That's great. And uh, we're going to uh, stop down here for just a, just a moment. We're speaking this morning with Tom Peterson and Dr. Ryan Hanning on Real Presence Live. They have offered a wonderful new book, The Willpower Advantage, Building Habits for Lasting Happiness. Everybody wants to be happy. And, well, these guys have penned a book that gives a roadmap uh, to to just that. And I think on the other side, we'll talk a little bit more about developing good habits of virtue and maybe get into some specific virtues that we can begin to practice or practice more if we've already started on that path. I'm Matt Wilkham along with Father Tim Buren. There's more after the break. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live. 
where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together toward success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. God's blessings to you all. And as all of you out in Radio Land listen to Real Presence Radio, what a great gift it is for every one of us. As we're in the car traveling, that we learn something about our love for Jesus, something about the great gift He has given us through His holy family, which is the church. Or we also get to find something out more deeply about our own self that we come to know that we are made in God's image and likeness. And the great gift that we have is made and loved by our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So continue to listen to this wonderful radio station. We need to support it in every way so that this beautiful gift of the gospel message can be spread throughout where all of this is heard and that the Holy Spirit will strengthen you all in his love. Have a wonderful day and keep listening to Real Presence Radio. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street, in the new Diocesan Building, or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. It's 47 past the hour. Real Presence Live. Coming to you from the Church of St. Charles Borromeo in St. Charles, Minnesota, Southeast Minnesota. We're talking with Tom Peterson and Dr. Ryan Hanning, authors of The Willpower Advantage, Building Habits for Lasting Happiness, a wonderful book that helps to figure out, navigate, how do we build character, Christian character, that produces endurance, endurance, which produces hope, and that hope which does not fail. During the break, I confess that I have not been speaking uh, these past few moments because I've been enthralled with the book. I've been uh, thumbing through it and reading different segments of it, so I'm looking forward to having my own personal copy. Um, One of the things that um, I did want to address that you did um, mention uh, to a certain extent, not this exact wording, but right now in in the midst of, of, again, you wrote the book before this pandemic, but it certainly is a perfect book to uh, read at this time. But I've noticed a lot of projected anger from people, a lot of uh, projection because of loss of work or because of the situation of mandates or whatever it may be. So how can you speak to uh, readying um, and, 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 and going beyond that projected anger that people are living out? Ryan, you go ahead. Yeah, I remember uh, Tom and I had this, this deep conversation 
And uh, I remember how it started. And I, it started with me saying, who am I to argue with St. Thomas Aquinas? <laughs> the conversation was, which virtue do we want to put in the book first? Do we want to start with the, the traditional cardinal virtues? And we decided, after a lot of prayer, to start with compassion. Because we thought this was the one virtue. And answer your question, Father, this is precisely uh, you know, the world that we live in now. I think very often uh, the virtues that we struggle with are, are just symptoms of some of the, the underlying cultural angst or the cultural challenges, right? of the time. And so building this, this spiritual muscle, the virtue of compassion, build, being willing not only to, to suffer on behalf of another, but also to presume the good in another, right? To, to try to find the way that the Lord is working. We trust in Scripture knowing that, you know, God works, you know, for good for those who love Him. And so in this time of, of angst and projected anger and more frustration, very often having the virtue of compassion not only, you know, tones us down, but also in the people you encounter, it allows you to, to empathize with them. It allows you uh, to do exactly what Jesus says when he tells us the parable of, of the Good Samaritan, you know, to, to go that extra mile to try to be in their shoes and to consider what their needs are above your own. Um, so, you know, this particular virtue of compassion, we really want to not only rediscover, but reclaim, because it's been so distorted so often. Right? So the true meaning of compassion for Christ is, is this is the prototypical identification of the Father's love. This is the way the Father loves with a compassionate heart. You hear that in the story of the prodigal son, and we need to emulate that ourselves, too, by really, you know, inculcating within ourselves this desire to love the other and desire to seek what is good for them and also to assume the best of them. And you know, that particular chapter, we spent a lot of time, we, we quoted a ton of saints, we go through the attitudes, because I think now more than ever, that virtue really, 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 really needs to be developed more in the heart of each and every Christian and each and every person of goodwill. Some other virtues that you have highlighted here include justice and self-control. Would you like to uh, just give a, a, a quick uh, overview of those? Yeah, I, I, I can tell you that those two often battle within me because I'm a pro-life guy. And I, I'm kind of like the older son and the prodigal son sometimes, and I get very mad um, at things I see in the secular world that aren't going the way I think God would want them to go. But like Dr. Hanning said, God's compassion and his mercy trumps his justice, and he will always give us his mercy before his justice and ask us to do the same. I, I think... More than anything, I want to reiterate before we end the interview in a few minutes that this book is not a deep, deep book. This book is not going to be a challenge for you. It's not going to be homework for you or a burden for you. It's going to be freeing. It's very easy to understand. It's a quick read. It's very personalized to each one of us. So that no matter what our double-edged sword is, our combination of virtues and vices, it gives us a customized roadmap per person to truly find that happiness and that peace that we've been looking for for so long. It really gives us a relief from all the anxiety of our world that's going on right now. Yeah, I was adding like a good example of that is, is in the chapters on like justice or self-control. We define the virtue, we give the scriptural sort of background, and then we provide you know, really inspiring quotes from the saints, people who have lived this. And then we provide an overview of, of how to develop this virtue for each of the different temperaments, right? So if you're a choleric, how, how is justice going to develop itself in, in your life? What are you going to have to practically do? And so for each of the virtues, we're able to dive into it in a really practical way 
with the hope then that you can walk away from that saying, okay, here's some practical steps I'm going to take to, to grow in this virtue, to participate with God's grace, participate with his opportunities he gives me, to become a more just person, right? Which, of course, justice is giving others what they're due. And we, we, we tweak the definition. We say to gladly give others what they're due, right? Because for a Christian, not only should they, they should be just, but they should also be tempered by mercy. And so we should be able to gladly give others what they're due. And with self-control, it's not just about saying no to the bad things, right? Those things that are beneath us, those things that won't bring happiness. It's about saying yes and being free to choose those things that will really move us to lasting happiness. So conflict for each of the virtues, you know, it's not a deep dive as much as it's a practical dive that doesn't remove any of the wisdom or depth of the Church, but rather introduces it in such a way that we hope that a person can take it and, and begin to live it in a meaningful way in their own life. And, and the other thing I should point out, there's a spiritual audit in the book, and we've coined that term, and we've, we've created a kind of a survey, a uh, assessment tool. So by the time you're done with the book, you're not going to worry about 75 things that's covered in the book. You're going to worry about those top three things that you think are impeding your happiness, and it has the roadmap for you to get there. So it's a very concise, easy-to-implement, personalized plan. Excellent. Uh, we have just about a minute left here. I, I can't... Uh... Uh, talk about a book regarding virtues without talking about humility, which a lot of people have said is uh, is is the is the virtue that uh, that you that you need. Uh, otherwise, you you can't develop any other virtues. Can you talk a little bit about, about humility, which Saint Augustine here you you quote as saying it was pride that changed angels into devils. It is humility that makes men as angels. Yeah, from my standpoint, and I'll be quick so Ryan can add in, it's really about knowing that God gave you talents and strengths and knowing where they aren't as well. So it's not self-deprecating as much as it is knowing who you are as a creation of God and using those talents in a uh, appropriate way and sharing your gifts with others uh, and limiting, uh, limiting your own self-inward look and being selfless versus then selfish. Yeah, that's absolutely right. Now I'll just add to it a beautiful quote from St. Tre- Teresa of Avila. It says, humility is to live in the truth of who you are, right? The truth that we're beloved son and daughter of the Father, the truth that we've been given skills and talents, and the truth that we're called to bring those gifts and talents in service to others and ultimately in service to the glory of God. Amen. Tom Peterson and Dr. Ryan Hanning. The book is The Willpower Advantage, Building Habits for Lasting Happiness. Guys, where can folks find the book? Well, they can go to our website called AmenAlleluia.com. They're <laughs> the same words in every language, AmenAlleluia.com. Love it. And hit on the Willpower Advantage. You can get it at your bookstore or you can get it on Amazon. Uh, smile at our uh, Amen Alleluia uh, link uh, website. Amen Alleluia. I love that. <laughs> yeah, same words in every language. So talk about a brand. And its slogan is unifying people of goodwill in living God's will. And boy, do we need to be unified more now than ever. Amen. Absolutely. Tom Peterson and Dr. Ryan Handing, thank you so much for joining us in Real Presence Live. Hopefully a lot of people will take your advice and pick up a copy of The Willpower Advantage, Building Habits for Lasting Happiness. God bless, gentlemen. God bless you. All right, thanks so much. Thank you. It is 56. 
past the hour, which means it's time for Technical Director Preview of the next show with Eli. Hey, thanks, Matt. Great show today. Got another good one coming up tomorrow morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, right here on the Real Presence Radio Network. That'll be hosted by Heather Caro and Emily Leadham, coming to you live from the Pastoral Center in the Diocese of Sioux Falls, South Dakota. They'll start off the show with Andrew Bartell from The Banquet, telling you how you can help nourish the community. And then Brandon Connell from Mount Marty University will talk about beautiful music to praise the Lord. Plus, don't miss Jan Fetrell from the Catholic Community Foundation for Eastern South Dakota, telling us how you can be a part of a great Christmas celebration. All that and a whole lot more is coming up on the next Real Presence Live, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, right here on the Real Presence Radio Network. Right back to you. Thank you, Eli. Sounds like a great show coming up tomorrow. And we've had a wonderful show here, Father Beeren, talking about prayer and virtue. I always benefit, I think, just as much as our listeners benefit from all all of our guests, uh, certainly uh, skilled in different ways. But uh, yeah, this has been a blessing to be with you. And notice now the sun is peeking out. Uh, What a beautiful gift that God has given us that even though we can't see the sun, He's there, and that son could be spelled S-O-N as well. I, I love what, uh, I think it was uh, one of our, just our last guests here highlighted, is that it's the darkest, always the darkest before the dawn. So if you're going through something that is really hard, if you think it's, it's something that you can't overcome, um, maybe it's anxiety, depression, or, or, any, or so just something that you think is, is so overwhelming, just give it to God. Say, Jesus, I abandon myself to you. Jesus, you take over. And that dawn will, will rise in your heart. And just to, to know that God loves you and he wants your happiness. And uh, that's, that's, that's all I got, Father Beeren. We're so grateful that you have joined us on Real Presence Live. Uh, blessings to each and every one of you. And just want to make sure that everyone knows that you can go and listen to any of these segments at realpresenceradio.com at any time. More to life next here on the RPR Network. God bless. This is your family of faith and hope. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence radio network.